NBA Australia. Hey, Gun. Good. I hope so. This is NBA Australia. I'm your host, James Clements. I am the editor of a very good website called CodeBet. Uh, you might have seen this podcasting mug of mine on Fox Sports Lab NBA with my good friend Carlos Boozer, my good friend Ben Dixon, or in the paper every day. CodeBet Daily, all the other good stuff. Uh, I'm here in Larry Yama Studios hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season. While wrapping Australia a bit, that's what we do. We always do it. That's what we do. That's right. Don't take things too seriously either. We leave that for the nerds. God, they love serious stuff. Uh, quick one today, weekend winners and losers. Um, after a short little uh, stint for the Monday games due to the Super Bowl, we had another big slate today. So, got plenty to talk about. Uh, we've got all the NBA Australia game wraps. We've got some all-star news, some injury news, all the good stuff. And as juicy slab, but that's not a knife all, mate. No, mate. Spot on the night. Better Lonzo Ball. We've got Dickhead of the Weekend. We've got some Yeah Nas. A couple of really good listener Yeah Nas today, too. The unpopular opinion of the day. Now, back take house. We were serving up a flame grilled take that Jimmy forgot to put in last episode. <laughs> it's a bit of a cold, hot flame grilled take. Uh, we'll have an Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba Award, and we will go through all the picks and previews, Australian Player Watch, all the good stuff. I'll say that one more time. All the good stuff. I've said it four times this intro. That's how much good stuff there is in this one. And we'll finish up with the daily review of the Super Bowl. <laughs> what he can remember. Oh, geez. All right, let's get into it. Episode 885 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, uh, you better. Or the Rihanna attack, I guess. Into the halftime show. Also, I enjoyed uh, Shaq lobbing in with a photo of, like, uh, who's ready for the Super Bowl, and his, like, Super Bowl party is all set up. And you're like... Uh, I feel like Shaq's Super Bowl party would be pretty good. Like, yeah, not bad. <laughs> you know, just a good one. Um, in terms of uh, who was there for the Shaq one, let's uh, bring it up and see if I can quickly find it. But, I mean, he is also just a good follow all the time, isn't he? Because he's just like, guess what? I'm having a Super Bowl party. I'm here with Brian Cranston, and it's a Breaking Bad reunion. This is awesome. <laughs> All right. That'd be pretty fun. Uh, hopefully you're also watching out for the spouse attack. I uh, hope you f- haven't forgotten that it's Valentine's Day. Uh, as I'm taping this, you've got three hours to get to the uh, soupy. Grab something and get the fuck back. <laughs> Let's go find some servo, servo flowers and some jockeys, and you might be able to not get stabbed in your sleep. Good plan. All right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily whip around. Um, nice weekend, wasn't it? Super Bowl's going on, but also mostly it felt like a bit of a whew, let go of your held breath kind of weekend, didn't it? After the trade deadline, after the LeBron scoring title thing, like KD, Kyrie, all the Lakers stuff, you're like... Can I just chill and watch some football now? What do you think? And basically, that's what happened. So that was kind of cool. But the sad news we got is that Zion, ah, he's just out forever, I think, at this point. And this is one of those things I keep sort of hitting on it year in, year out. And you're like, I, I mean, he seems good, you know? But he never fucking plays. So you have these moments of like, nah, don't really care. Anyway, um... Just a bit of a weird one because we've had some other sort of bits and bobs about injuries and stuff, but you sort of get this one about Zion, and you're like, all right, so there's nothing concrete. It's like, apart from maybe his knees. And uh, <laughs> it's just like, nah. But so we're just not going to have him for the foreseeable future? And you're like, yep, yeah, that's essentially where we're at. So and you're like, okay. That's a bit of a rough one. So re-aggravated it. Expect to miss additional weeks after the All-Star break, and you're like, all right, cool. 
Other news, uh, Danny Green, he signed with the Cavs. Love that. He got bought out by the Rockets after being traded there as part of that move with the Duckman, Luke Kennard, going to the Grizz. Uh, John Wall and co. <laughs> getting booted. Reggie Jackson is going to get bought out by the Hornets and plans to sign with the Nuggets. Kind of don't mind that. To replace Bones Highland, who's a fucking lunatic, which I'm going to get to later. You're like, yeah, it's good. That's a smart one. And finally, the uh, Gary Payton, the second four-team trade, finally went through. Um, he's basically, they're going to move forward the deal because it's going to save them a shit ton of money, which I kind of liked. It's essentially like this idea of like, oh, look, he's not going to pass our uh, physical, but we're all still getting off the James Wiseman deal <laughs> and saving ourselves like $30 million. We're like, all right. That seems pretty smart if you, want to sh- if you want to shave a bit of cash there, man. Pretty funny. Uh, I mean, the GM, Bob Myers of uh, Golden State, was like, hey, uh, can we investigate this bullshit about Portland not telling telling us that he was taking fucking Toradol for an adductor injury as well? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's a bit fucked. Not disclosing medical information. Anyway, other little bit of news. Uh, Pat Bev didn't make it to Orlando before he got waived. Rusty Westbrook is trying to figure out what he wants to do, which I love. It's like, oh, yeah, geez, I just don't know. If I want to rock up to Utah. It's like, motherfucker, do you want to get paid? <laughs> like, I love that this is where we're at with NBA contracts. It's like, yeah, Russell Westbrook got traded to Utah, but he just doesn't know if he wants to go. What's it say in his contract? We will p- pay you for playing basketball. All right, motherfucker, then you want to play basketball then? Do you want to get paid? Yes. Then play basketball. Oh, I don't know if I want to play for this team. Well, you should have thought of that before you signed the contract. <laughs> Uh, what a state we're in. Anyway, uh, Jalen Brown's got a broken face. Uh, facial fracture, not great. Bit of a tough one. Uh, bit of a strange one, but it happened in that Sixers game last week. And you're like, oh. Is Tatum going to be right? Here we go. Uh, the Pacers, they wave Suj Ibaka. Kind of enjoyed that. It's like, so does he still get to host a fashion show? And the Spurs are waving Dwayne Deadman, and he is going to join the Sixers, which I kind of like because he's big. And it'll also really annoy the Heat, <laughs> which is great. All right. <clears throat> uh, sick. Are there any other news? Anything else? No. Uh, then I wanted, before we get to weekend winners and losers, I got a good question from uh, Burnsy on Twitter, JB. Interesting your thoughts on Ben Simmons after this trade. I thought he'd have a bit more freedom, but his first game after KD and Kyrie leaving was more of the same. Will he ever recover his offense? I don't want to check this in year Nas. I just feel like I want to hit it at the top because there's a really good story. Uh, I think from Tim Bontomps uh, on Espen, <laughs> on ESPN basically breaking down like Jacques Vaughn going, yeah, it's fucking hard. Simmons is playing like shit, but there's good flashes, but also he's still playing like shit, and he's still recovering from an injury. And it's like a weird mix and match that we have to do to get the rotation right. And I'm going to be honest, it's fucking hard to get the rotation right. So Jacques Vaughn is like, yeah, man, like he's like shrug emoji at this point. He's like, I don't know if this guy's going to be any good. I don't know if he's going to be like um, attacking enough when he's on the floor. I don't know how aggressive he's going to be. It's a bit shit. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> We're all going to try to figure it out. I fucking loved it. I loved just how, like, uh, essentially just, like, he's just like the rest of us, just going, yep, seriously, man, like, we're trying to figure this out, and we'll see what happens, and I don't know. You know? It's pretty cool, pretty smart. He's trying to figure it out. We're all trying to figure it out. And Jacques Vaughn is like, nah, man, look, uh, if he wants to sort of keep playing, well, you know, this is not going to cut it. We've actually got, like, a shit ton of pretty good NBA players now. We've got a couple of different point guards. And that's kind of where we're at. So he's, like, basically trying to, like, help Simmons, trying to figure out how to use him. And, I mean, he played 13 minutes today against the Knicks. It's, like, the second lowest. He came off the bench. It's like, yeah... When you've got a dude who's not shooting and when he's off the ball, the other team just goes, fuck him because he's not rebounding, he's not cutting, he's not doing all the simple little shit 
that he perhaps used to do, maybe because he's still recovering from the injury, all that sort of stuff. It makes it hard. And you're like, yeah. As you read sort of through that, you're like, yep. It sounds like a dude who's like confidence is shot and just sort of whether it be a mixture of the injury, the way he left Philly, just up in his own head, that sort of vibe. And you're like, yeah. This is a former number one pick who hasn't gotten better since his rookie year. Like, oh, he got better on defense. Yeah, and now he's not even that great on that at the moment. Whether it be the injury that's sort of just limiting him that much, you want to see more. And I think what JB's sort of getting here, right? There have been flashes, though. This is kind of the most frustrating aspect of it. You watch him and he's like waving off dudes. He's sort of directing traffic here and there. But it's only like fits and spurts. It's like, can we just see that for like a 32-minute stretch of a game? For just one game, we're playing 32 minutes and you're actually just playing with a bit of freedom, playing in the flow of the game. And he just, it seems like he's forcing it way too much. And whether it's like him trying to get past what he's, you know, he's sort of dealing with or whatever and just trying to work through it and it's just not working. I don't know, but it's uh, an absolute head scratch. And if you watch Brooklyn games, and I'll tell you what, it's going to be fun as shit to watch the rest of uh, this net season just because who knows what could happen. Spencer Dinwiddie, Michael Bridges. This is another year now coming up about it, but kind of love it. Let's go. Anyway, so that was a good one by Burnsy, JB, Anya. Let's do some game wraps, then we'll get into weekend winners and losers. Do some ENRs and we'll get the fuck out of here. Right, game wraps. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps. Game wraps, game wraps. That's right, we're going to go back to Saturday and wrap four days worth of gear. Only two games yesterday anyway, so it's all good. Uh, the Pistons beat the Spurs in double overtime, 138-131. Nobody wanted to win this game. It was hilarious because this is the old uh, double win or the double loss is actually more important because uh, it throws a W on the Pistons. The Spurs are like, yes. That's a win on them. It's another loss on our tally. At this point, they were 14-42 and 42 and 15-42. and 42. How good is that? Good job, Pistons. I mean, way to win it. Jalen Duran was awesome. We'll talk about him later, but 30 and 17. Fucking yes, mate. The Suns, 117-104. You'd love to see this. The Suns just got a shot in the arm by trading for KD. He's not playing, remember, and he's not going to play until after All-Star break. But it doesn't matter. They're out there starting Josh Kogi, and he's like, look at this. I'm pretty good. <laughs> and they ran over the top of the paces. It was hilarious. Such a weird game, that one. Uh, the Sixers beat the Knicks. That was a bit of a uh, rock fight. The Knicks really nicked it up late and just got smashed in the fourth quarter. Um, they gave him the clamps. You want me to use these clamps? And the Knicks just had zero fucking answers and just fell apart. Big win by the Sixers. Knicks then turned it around for the rest of the weekend, though. I'll get to them. Uh, the Celtics beat the Hornets, 127-116. Now, my pick for this was to cover uh, the Hornets to cover this by, well, I think the line was 10.5 or 11.5. 127-116, that's an 11-point game. And it all got turned upside down. Like he was a uh, in West Philadelphia or something. Um, but Derek White, you got Sam Hauser, Time Lord out there. Derek White drops 33-10. and 10. Tatum at 41. It was chaos. And Gordy Hayward did his best Boston Celtics Gordon Hayward impersonation when he had eight points, two rebounds, and six assists in 30 minutes. He's like, hey, guys, remember this? And everyone's like, yes. Yes, we do, Gordon. You were shit. Anyway, uh, the Yaz, they beat the Raps. Did not expect that one. 122-116, ran over the top of them. Colin, the sex man, sex and went off. Huge fourth quarter by the Yaz. It's a soft J. Beating the Raps in Toronto, 122-116, with a 39-point fourth quarter to win by six. Jesus, holding the Raptors to 20. Massive vibes. The Heat uh, snuck by the Rockets in hilarious fashion. The alley-oop dunk with 0.3 of a second left. And the Heat win at 97-95. Chaos vibes. The Grizzlies beat the Wolves 128-107. They shit-pumped the Wolves. This was just an ass-kicking from start to finish. Basically, in the second quarter, they took control of that game and just fucking ran over top of them. I was watching that one with the squid just going, whew. Best they've looked in ages. And uh, 32-9-9 from Morant. You love to see that. The Cavs, similar vibes against the Pals. Sort of gave up the ghost a little bit late, but 118-107 winners. Mobley looked unreal, 28-13-3. The Thunders beat the Trailblazers, 138-129. SGA had 44 up against Damer, 38. It was wicked, that game. Mavs beat the Kings. Kyrie with a 25-10. Kings, uh, no real answers. And Mavs sort of just hold on down the stretch. Pretty good, considering that they didn't have Luka for that one. 
And they're like, all right, we'll just give it to Green. He had 17, 4, and 7, Josh Green. He is awesome. Just keep a sneaky eye on him for uh, most improved, just so. Love it. And, and of course, the Bucks beat the Clippers. I picked the Clippers in that one, and they just weren't very good. Like, the Bucks came to play, rolled in there, and just sort of kicked the shit out of them. Like, the second and third quarter, and then the fourth, they just sort of ran over the top 35, 8, 6, and 2 for Giannis. Holiday had 19. He had the 13 from Jevion Carter, and it's like, how is that the difference? You're like, nah, Brooke Lopez being 22 and 15 was pretty good. They didn't uh, really do a giant amount, it felt like, the Clippers. They had Brandon Boston Jr., Terrence Mann, Zoobs, Mook, and Paul George, but no kawaii. <laughs> and it's always like, that's the difference. Just play your two guys. Oh, nah, he's like, got to, you've got to give him a rest, man. Is he getting paid to play basketball? Yes, then why is he not playing basketball? The Sixers beat the Nets 101-98. Big win by the Sixers. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie had the game-tying shot, and then he didn't because it was just after the buzzer. 37-13 and 13 for Joel Embiid. This was a fun as shit game, and the Nets definitely deserved to lose. They let the Sixers come back in the end and beat them. Uh, Nuggets beat the Hornets 119-115. Uh, shorthanded Nugs. Jokic had 30-16-10 because he's like, fuck you. Yes, very, very, very fuck you. Uh, Miami beat the Magic 107-103 in overtime. Jimmy Butler cruising through that one. The Wizards beat the Pacers 127-113 because of, uh, I don't know, Brad Beal's pretty good. 32 for him. But you know the real reason? It's because our man, Extreme Zingamil. Extreme Zingamil. 17, 10, and 5. Who would have thought that just, you know, toiling away in obscurity, the Zinger, he's having like the most surprisingly kick ass season of nobody you've fucking talked about all season. 22.6 points a game, 8.7 rebounds, 2.5 assists. He's just sort of been awesome. He's averaging 28 points a game in February. Like, fucking hell. Let's go Zinger. He's fully charged. Supercharged Zinger Burger. That's <laughs> so good. And, like, the inevitable injury is probably going to happen, but, god damn, let's go to Zing. Uh, whom else shall we talk about? Uh, we have, well, there's the Weirs. They got the big win over the Pacers. Pacers have uh, just gotten a bit wobbly. I think they realize, oh, yeah, tanking's a much smarter idea than what we've been doing. The Hawks beat the Spurs 125-106. Uh, the Knicks beat the Yaz, 126-120. Jalen Brunson was awesome. The finisher, Larry Markin, had the 29. And the Knicks, that was a big win at home. Uh, the Cavs held off the Bulls. The Bulls sort of just an absolute struggle down. DeMar DeRozan's a bit banged up, 97-89 in that one. Lakers beat the Warriors, 109-103. Then he should have Drummond Rondo versus Jordan Poole. As we all came to see, Lakers-Warriors. Yeah. Uh, Mavs-Kings overtime. Kings won in this one, 133-128, as predicted by me, that <laughs> they'd split that home and home, oh, that two-game series in Sacramento. Uh, you had Kyrie and Luca playing for the first time, I think, together, 28-27 and 27 they combined for. Uh, they then lost a game today, so they're 0-2 when they play together. <laughs> but the Mavs have already won two with Kyrie, so go figure that. Uh, yesterday's games, the two games, you had the Grizzlies take on the Celtics. They got smoked, 119-109. Run over in the last sort of quarter, essentially. And uh, the Raptors held on to beat the Pistons, who always just put the fear of fucking God in the Raptors. What did I say on Thursday night show? Go the line with the Pistons, because they will cover. And of course they did. Still lost, though. But Dwayne Casey's like, all I do is cover against the Raptors. Uh, and then today, the Hornets beat the Hawks, because the Hawks are shit. And the Cavs beat the, uh, the Spurs, 117-109. Donnie Mitchell went for 41 in that one. The Yaz beat the Pacers, 123-117. The finisher had another 29. Halliburton had 30 and 12 assists. But there's just something a bit wobbly. Just a bit wobbly about the Pacers at the moment. Like, the tank is in, obviously, but... I mean, we saw... Like, Kelly Olenek got absolutely smoked by Halliburton. That was a panting. Just absolutely smoked. And, like, without... Turner, at times, you've got Naismith going off for 19 in this game, but just Matherin at 21, they just can't get over the hump. It's so weird. When you watch them, you're like, they should be better. What is happening? Uh, Sixers beat the Rockets, 123-104. The Nugs beat the Heat, 112-108. Just kept them at arm's length the entire game. 
Knicks smash the Nets 124-106 because Jalen Brunson is a bad, he's a bad man. 40 he had. He's going to pop up later. The Magic Man beat the Bulls, which is hilarious, 191. Bowl Bowl just stepped up. Markel Fultz nearly had a triple-double. He had 18, 10, and 9. Uh, the Pelicans, oh, such a heartbreaker for the Thunders, 103-100. Um, Spindles Ingram, he had 34. I don't think they've lost when he scored 30. The Mavs lost to the Wolves in hilarious fashion because Kyrie and Luca basically played hot potato at the end of that game and didn't get a shot off. What are you fucking doing? You dummies. And the Warriors beat the Wiz 135-126. The Extreme Zinger Meal. The Extreme Zinger Meal. Lazy 34-7. and seven. Love it. Wizards are always going to lose that. We've got a great game actually tomorrow. The Wizards and the Blazers. Blazers on a back-to-back same with the Wiz. And the Blazers beat the Lakers 127-115 because Dame had 40 and they smashed a what franchise record threes and blew them out of the water from the get-go. He had 40. He had 30 in the first half. It's like, should have gone for 60. Right, let's do some weekend winners and losers after all that. Shall V? Oh, my God. I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is... Me. Me. Ken Brockman. <clears throat> shot of me. Shot of me? There you go. Uh, horrible mix-up in Cleveland. Many people killed. Um... Winners, Darren Fox, Pascal Sikram-Siakam, and Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards, because they're all-stars. Oh, Jim, why didn't you mention that earlier? Because it's weekend winners. They're going to announce on the weekend as the all-star reserves. Um, they're going to replace uh, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Zion. It means Embiid, Lowry, and Ja Morant are now starters instead of reserves, so they go into that starters pool for the playground pickathon, which is fun as shit, kind of like that. And away we go. We might have, uh, who knows what's going to go on with... Uh, Kind of the other players in that all-star, you know, squad because there are still more sort of injuries floating around, right? So, a bit weird, a bit fucky. <laughs> it's like, okay, like is Jalen Brown going to make it? I don't know. Is DeMar going to play? He's got a bung hip. Are we just going to get to this point where it's like the NFL like pro game where it's like, the Pro Bowl, and it's like, oh, yeah, now it's Tyler Huntley. It's like, he threw, like, one touchdown. What are we doing? Like Before you look, it'll be like uh, Michael Bridges, East All-Star. It's like, motherfucker, he barely played. <laughs> but either way, tell you what, Josh Giddy could almost still get a nod here. They're working their way through that, uh, <laughs> through that fucking setup. So, uh, right. Other weekend winners and losers, though. I love that, though. Like, Fox and Ant-Man and Siakam were all deserving. So it's good to see them get there. Other weekend winners, Portland. Because at least they've got Damian Lillard to back up Matty T now. Pretty handy. That's right. Matisse Tybal, Aussie Matty T, made his debut. And uh, Dame might help him get a title here. He had 14 points, 6 rebounds, 3 blocks, and made 4 threes in 26 minutes today. That is a hell of a game. A hell of a debut by Matty T. He's got great hair. Portland's going to love it. He's going to love Portland. I know that PDX Pete will be flipping flipping his lid about Matty T. It's exactly what they need. It's like, well, here's a Gary Payton in the t- second. It's like, yeah, but can he does can he do the stuff that Matty T does? He's like, well, not really because he's hurt. It's like, oh, we'll take the Matty T, please. Uh, the Pelicans beat the Thunder. It was a good game. This is a team that's been dealing with injuries left, right, and center. For them to get that on the board, the Thunder should have won that. They did not. The Pelicans just fought and scrapped. One of those ones where you go, if this is the Pelicans team from here on out, if Spindles Ingram can stay healthy, it's a big if. It's like, right, we don't have Zion. Cool. We've got a bit of clarity. What can we do here? Because they've just been so scrappy. There was that big, long losing streak. Uh, well, they lose one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. Spindles is now back. He's been into a bit of form. I kind of love it. So let's go, pals. Get Dyson Daniels the vacuum back and away you go. Jay Crowder, he's going to make his debut for the Bucks after the All-Star break. How's this for a fucking weekend win? It's like you've taken all year off work, gotten paid for it. And they're like, hey, do you want to come back to work? And he's like, nah, give us another two weeks off. And they're like, okay. Fucking hell. Not bad work if you can get it, Jay Crowder. Jesus. Speaking of the Bucks, their weekend winners, they can't lose. They've won 10 straight. 39 and 17 now. And uh, this is kind of the thing. We've got a top of the East clash tomorrow, Boston and Milwaukee. It's actually a really big game. Because Milwaukee can tag an L on Boston if they win. 
eke up close to getting a one seed. Who knows what could happen to Boston? No JB, no Jalen Brown, so let's go Bucks. Just, just saying that. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Uh, but they've looked good. Like the thing is, they've also not been a full strength through through this entire sort of run. It's like you've got Holiday, you've got Giannis, and that's kind of it. Middleton's in and out. That scrappy sort of bench. Who knows? But way to go, Bucks! Big weekend winners, Spurs. But Jimmy, they can't win. That's kind of the point. They've lost thirteen straight. Pop is just better at tanking than anybody. David, well, he didn't tank for David Robinson, but he tanked with David Robinson for Tim Duncan. He was coach then. Gets Duncan. 20 years later, he's going to go get Wemby. you love it. Uh, the Cavs, big win getting over those Spurs, actually. It's like one of those shit games where they look wonky, but running over the top of them. I don't mind the get Danny Green pickup. Sort of solidifies that bench, that wing position just a little bit more. The problem is he just didn't look very good. But he's now got a couple of months to sort of get back up to speed, just sort of be that solid veteran. But also it's Danny Green back in Cleveland. That's right, back in Cleveland. Where he started. Just remember that. Knicks, big weekend for Brunson and the Knicks, uh, but they beat the Nets. Always a win for the Knicks when that happens. But also, you know, run over the top of Utah. Happy there. But really, Josh Hart, second game as a Nick, has a season high in his second game. Comes off the bench. Bang. Unbelievable. 27 points, 9 of 13 he went. Knicks fans are going to fucking love Josh Hart. He's going to get some shine. You'll love it. Uh, a couple of good wins for the Sixers over the weekend. Their weekend winners just because everyone's sort of cruising along and forgetting them again. It's where the Sixers need to be. Just don't you please forget about me. Uh, the Nugs won their games over the weekend as well. Uh, despite, as, despite, that's right, despite. <laughs> or oh, ploys. Nah, ploys. Sound like fucking Andy Marr. Uh, Nikola Jokic goes in, but my favorite aspect was that they beat the Hoyt. <laughs> Or oh, they boot the Hoyt. Uh, smashed the heat. Just held them off at arm's length like a uh, you're holding off like your little cousin or something. You got your hand on their head just like pushing them away and they're like fucking swinging their arms trying to punch you. Uh, good stuff and they smashed the Hornets as well. This Nuggets team, they're just sort of cruising along and they got Reggie Jackson who might just be the perfect sort of dude in place of Bones Island to sort of run that second unit. Off they go. Uh, let's do some losers from the weekends. We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Loser. Losers. Loser. 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 So, I'm going to start with the Lakers. Oh, but Jimmy, they beat the Warriors, man. Yeah, the Warriors didn't play anybody. Really. I mean, <laughs> it, was a bit of a, it was a bit of a shit show, that one, right? You had AD... Yeah, Dennis Schroeder, yeah, D'Lo. And then you had that moment of like, oh, yeah, D'Lo's just, yeah, he's a bit that guy, isn't he? Clay shot 5 for 21 in that game. Warriors are always going to lose it. Paul has his 29. Cool. Good win by the Lakers, but otherwise just uninspiring vibes. Like, AD is just shit. I don't know what is going on with that dude, but he is just wobbly as fuck. 19 and 20 today. I'm just hoping that it's AD sort of doing what he did at the start of the season, right? Like, look shit for a bunch. Yeah, better and better and better. Then we go from here and I start kicking ass and taking names. Like, yeah, those moments where it was like the 34 and 14s and stuff at the start of the, uh, like a couple of weeks ago. And then just around all that hoopla around LeBron, he just fucking lost his mind. Speaking of losing his mind, the dog is fucking flipping his lid. So what is going on there? What the shit, dog? I think he's back and healthy. What do you reckon? <laughs> Classic. Uh, but they have still lost four of their last five, the Lakers, and just, I don't know, like Rui, AD, D'Lo, you have these things where you're like, yeah, there's like players, but you've also got to play some defense. And the Blazers are like, nah, we don't give a shit, man. He's 23 threes on your head. Lonnie Walker, Malik Beasley. Like, Lakers fans are going to learn the you know the true idea of like a volume shooter once they watch, watch Malik Beasley for more than two games. It's going to be pretty funny. So anyway, Lakers they just kind of stink defensively. They're horrible. D'Lo, Lakers fans are going to fucking lose their mind watching him for more than five games. Trust me. Uh, the Hawks 
Absolute weekend losers. That loss to the Hornets today was abysmal. They let him hit 23s. Just Lamelo goes off. Terry goes off. Gordy goes off. Page Hamilton, Washington. He goes off. Like, what are you doing? There's just something really stinky about this Hawks team. Like, Bogdan's back. You've got Trey. You've got DeJunte. John Collins, that's a tall cocktail. Like, that poor dude's been, like, not traded 87 fucking times. Like, the Hornets won that wire to wire. What are you doing? You had Big Dig Bay. Sadiq Bay's there, and they're just, oh, they leave a lot to be desired. Maybe they should fire Naming Miller. Um, or have traded Trey. Uh, Chicago, we like, we like our team. We're not going to make any moves. Uh, you is, Really, Chicago? Yeah, nah, we love this team. The, the team that just lost to Orlando for the second time this year at home. The same team that's 26 and 31. Your Chicago Bulls that's lost four straight and is 11th in the East. You like that team, do you? Fire everybody, Chicago. <laughs> what a shit show. DeMar, look, they're weekend losers as well because DeMar's obviously hobbled uh, with the uh, hip. And uh, you just sort of hate it. I'm just still going back to... <laughs> Still just fucking laughing with this Hawks thing. They go 30 to Lamello, 29 to Terry, 26 to Gordy Hayward, and 22 to PJ Hamilton, Washington. Four 20-plus point scorers. And the Hawks had four 20-plus scorers. What the fuck is going on there in Atlanta? Anyway, uh, but Chicago stink. Four straight. Pacers right there having lost five straight as well. They stink. They're weekend losers because they can't piece it together. But I feel like, as I mentioned, the tank is in for them. They've realized it. They're like, oh, shit. What are we doing? And I'm just saying, I might bring this up again with Chicago later. Uh, the Yaz, but Jimmy, they won. Yep, against the team that they're trying to tank against in Indy. Like Utah should be the one going, oh, wait, put the brakes on. We're 29 and 30. We're too good. We're going to let the Lakers, the Thunder, and the Blazers all pass us. And then we still might get like a top five pick, top six pick. Uh, Westbrook, <sighs> tough one. Former MVP, signs the big one contracts, uh, ends up in what? Bounces from. Okay, say to Houston, to Washington, to LA, to Utah, and now question mark? Like, it's it's packer up, boys. Sort of time for Rusty, and it's just, that's just tough. Uh, Bones Highland, uh, weekend loser. For me, I feel like I never had an opportunity to showcase my playmaking ability, he said, about being in Denver, and be able to play that point guard role a lot and show that I'm more than just a scorer. I'm actually a point guard, you know? And I offer that at a high level. You put me in that position, I'm going to thrive in that position as well. Um, imagine thinking that playing next to Nikola Jokic meant that you never got to show off your playmaking ability. That is fucking incredible. Like, that is... Like, that's being in a band with Jimmy Page and getting pissed that he wouldn't let you do a sick guitar solo and you've been playing for two weeks. <laughs> no, 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 check it out. Wait, 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 I got it. Wait, 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 I got it. No, 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 I've got it. And Jimmy Page is like, who the fuck are you? What are you? Get the fuck out of here. It's like you're painting with like Picasso and you're getting pissed that he wouldn't let you do a sick tag on it. No, 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 check this right out. It's got a loop. And I go down. It kind of looks like a little bit like a dick. <laughs> Picasso's like, what? Fuck off, Bones Island. <laughs> Absolute mad dog. I kind of appreciate it. you got to kind of tip your hat a little bit. But at the same time, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do some improved performances of the weekend. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. What a weekend from your most improved player this year, Jalen Brunson, 37-9 against Philly in that weird uh, loss. But then 38 against Utah, shot 11-22, and then 40 against the Nets, 6-9. Nice from downtown. He is awesome. And I love Jalen Brunson. You have those moments where you're like, oh, I can't believe the Mavs let him go. It's like, he was always going to the Knicks. It didn't matter how much they offered him. They did fucking screw the pooch, but still. Uh, Embiid had 35, 11, and 6 in that Knicks game. Dame had the 40 today, 8 from 14 from downtown, 30 points at the half. Unbelievable. And Donnie Mitchell with the 41. SGA in that win over the Blazers back on Saturday, though, he was so fucking good. He had 44 points. He went 0 of 1 from downtown. All he did was attack the hoop. He had 18 and 19 at the free throw line. He was he went thirteen to sixteen from the floor. That is just absolutely unbelievable. Uh, but Jalen Brunson's weekend that was just par excellence. 
Love to see it. Spud of the night. Spud, 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 so I've just ragged on Chicago and you're like, oh, geez, why are Chicago so shit? I'm like, well, a lot of it might have to do uh, with Patch Williams just being a bit shit. You know, he's been there all year. He's basically seemingly healthy and he's averaging 10 points a game. <laughs> it's like there's plenty of room for you to do stuff, Patch. And he just has these moments where you're like, does this guy know how to play basketball or not? And then you'll have other games where you're like, oh, he's pretty good filling in around the gaps. Thing is, it's just like another fucking long list of fail bullshit Chicago draft picks. It's so weird. Between like, look, I love him, but Kobe, Kobe White, Dale and Terry's not giving him shit. Ah, oh, man. Ayo, Dasunmu just doesn't really quite pop. And it's just like this wildly just mediocre roster. And I just, I hate it. Anyway, Patrick Williams, 2 of 11. Jabari Smith Jr. went 3 of 14. Buddy healed 3 of 13. 1 of 9 for the aforementioned Kobe. Kobe White. Uh, Tobias Harris getting paid 35 million bucks to go 1 of 9 from the floor. Uh, JRE, Jeremiah Robinson, Oriol, 0 of 5 and 18 minutes. Naismith and Ricky Tiki Tata, Ruby O, both went 0 of 6. Andrew Nemhard went 0 of 5. Uh, Clay, as I mentioned earlier, 5 of 21 in that Lakers game. That's 16 missed shots. That is just Tim Hardaway, junior level. Uh, 3 of 13 from downtown for the Splash Brother. Killian Hayes, though, had himself a weekend. He's like the bizarro Jalen Brunson. Brunson had an incredible weekend. Killian Hayes had a shit one. 1 of 10 against the Toronto Raptors. 1 of 11 the game before against the Spurs. How's that for a weekend? He went 2 of 21. Uh, but of course, as per usual, we've got our heroes. I'll tell you who my biggest hero is this week. It's not THT. He's Dano, mate. It's not Trey Murphy. But they're all in with my man, Josh Scott Green, because what do they all shoot, Jimmy? <laughs> Yeah, they all went 311. Oh, you love it. Uh, who's old mate, no moats? Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Uh, Bones Highland. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to do shit next to the two-time MVP. I can't believe they didn't let me run the show more next to the two-time. What the fuck are you on about, Bones? Seriously, Bones, what the fuck was that? No one, everyone in Denver was just like, yeah, we need to sit this dude because he is off his Fucking tree. What a pain in our ass. No wonder he got shipped to fucking LA for two second rounders. Like he's very, very clearly undeniably talented, but shit. There's like having a healthy ego, and then there's thinking that you're better than a two-time MVP. <laughs> hey man, it's really fucking cool. Like come out and see you and hang out with these two guys who are fucking awesome. It's like, Bones, Nikola Jokic just won two MVPs. What are you fucking on about? Oh, these guys are really good scorers. They, they, neither of them have won an MVP, Bones. <laughs> good luck not winning a title in LA. Jesus. Pants of the night's got to go to the absolutely shocking, hilariously dumb fuckery at the end of that Dallas Wolves game today, which was hilarious. It was a self panting the highest order. If you haven't watched it, what are you doing? Luca and Kyrie passing the ball back and forth, playing hot potato. If you put the Benny Hill theme underneath it, you'd be like, yeah, that checks out, and they don't get a shot off. They turn the ball over and they lose the game. Down three, 14, you got plenty of time. They just kept passing the ball back. It literally felt like it was a meme, like a meme video where they're just sort of doing the, I'm going to take the shot, now I'm passing it up. I'm taking the shot, now I'm going to pass it up. That they just And they keep passing it back. That's what they did for like that entire possession, and then they turned it over. It was mind-boggling how much of a pants and it was. Right, better than Lonzo Ball? <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you'll get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. How about Aussie Matty T? Right there, uh, Mark Williams, 15-5, two steals and two blocks. Uh, kind of like him a lot, the Charlotte big man. The problem is, 
Uh, Charlotte also traded away a big man last draft, you might remember. He had 30 points, 17 rebounds, three assists, four blocks, and one steal. Did Jalen Duran the other day in that double overtime win over the San Antonio Bandera Spurs. He is a problem. The craziest part is Detroit have also got like four centers on that roster. And you're like, oh, eh, so who's going to play? Why did you get James Wiseman? How did nobody else sort of try to kick the tires on James Wiseman? But the team who did already has Jalen Durant, like the youngest player in the NBA, who's already better than James Wiseman. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. What are you doing, Detroit? Uh, but also Charlotte, just like, Mark Williams is really good. It's like, yeah, but, I mean, Jalen Duran's even better. We've got Jalen Duran at home. And then you look over there, it's like Mark Williams is like, hello. It's like, hmm, I don't think you're as good as Jalen Duran. Anyway, dickhead of the weekend. Dickhead of the week. I'm not going to answer any questions about my future because it's a distraction. Because it's a distraction. I don't want to answer any questions about my future. Kyrie Irving, NBA Kanye, and the Mavs agreed to not discuss a potential contract extension until after the playoffs. And Irving made it clear that he does not intend to talk about the subject publicly for the remainder of the season. It puts unwarranted distractions on us and our team. (laughs) I've dealt with it before. It's very emotionally draining to ask questions like, what's the long term? What's the long term? Ah, so now Kyrie's worried about being a distraction for his team. Ah, what a fucking dickhead. Uh, yeah, nice. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Susumi and Nas brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Go get your merch. Go get your merch. Demo. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. You better. NBAstraight.com slash shop or just through the socials. Off you go. Right. Susumi and Nas got some good ones. Dylan Kernahan. He sent it through. Jimmy, is Stephen Adams the second most important player on the Grizz? Yeah, nah. Fuck yes. Dylan nailed this one. Seriously, they're three and seven since the big Kiwi went out. Uh, it means you've suddenly got to pay attention to Dylan Brooks. Uh, suddenly you don't have uh, Dylan Brooks's enforcer out there making people stop picking on Dylan Brooks and Dylan Brooks from punching dudes in the schlong. But seriously, it's like it's actually underrated how good of a season Steve, Steve Nunes Brute uh, was having because he's literally been rebounding at the highest rate of his career. But I think what gets underrated is, uh, I mean, we saw for years and years and years Stephen Adams, uh, you know, not post the world's greatest rebounding stats and it's because... Russell Westbrook was stealing all of them. He's averaging 11.5 rebounds a game so far this year. He was up to 14 basically a game all the way through January. That is fucking incredible. He was basically averaging a 10.5 point, 14 rebound, double-double. And it sort of just started hitting like a really good groove of scoring as well, just in those sort of consistent 13, 14, 13, 10 sort of range. But it's like the space that he creates on those sort of curl screens and stuff like that, he sets a giant fucking pick. You're not running through Stephen Adams. Everyone's going under. So Jar, Bain, and Co. have a fucking head of steam every time they look at the ball and he's involved in the pick and roll with him. They need him back more than anything. Like, Stephen Adams is fundamentally wildly important to that Grizzlies team. I love him, the big Kiwi. Oh, bro, thanks, eh? But seriously, like, he's so fucking important. I love that uh, Dylan mentioned this because it's something that I sort of skipped over a couple of times. I brought it up, I reckon, about a week and a half ago. And uh, just sort of having watched a bit of the Grizzlies and just how inconsistent they are, like their season has basically been derailed by Shannon Sharp. Like that's what happened. That Lakers game happens, they lose to Phoenix, and then it just go, all goes to shit. Three and seven since he went out. Uh, Cam Leckie, the legend Cam Leckie, sent in a great, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, Jimmy. Are the Nets going to be a real threat because of their team first basketball play from here on? Yeah, nah. Yeah, I can't look. Oh, but they don't have a star. Sometimes that doesn't fucking matter. If you've got enough awesome, half-decent dudes who just want to fucking play together, 
and play some team ball, with all that perimeter length, they're going to be a pain in somebody's ass in the playoffs, right? As long as they get there. As long as the bottom doesn't fall out of it. I think like between Spencer Dinwiddie, Spencer, uh, Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, like it's a fucking cool-ass team. Like maybe Cam Thomas is that star, dude. I'll get to that in one second. But with all that perimeter length, they can sort of just vacillate wildly between. We can grind down teams in some games. We can also get into shootouts other times. Spencer's like one of the one dudes in the NBA where it's like, I'm like Bones Highland. I'm fucking awesome. Get out of my road. It's like, eh, Spencer, are you that guy though? Sometimes he is, sometimes he's not. That's probably the most frustrating aspect of this Simmons stuff, right? You could put Simmons out there with five shooters, well, four other shooters rather, and go to town, but he just just doesn't quite have the physicality to do that sort of Draymond thing, right? Of the small ball five, which stinks because he should be. But I don't know. Just doesn't quite have the fuck. Doesn't have that dog in him. Clearly, uh, he's not that guy, pal. Um, but maybe next year, perhaps Simo gets his confidence back. Maybe, the, maybe this th- last third of the season, he gets more run under Jacques Vaughn. They make some tweaks to the rotations. He just has the ball in his hand, and he's just fucking downhill the entire time. But I think they could be a giant pain in the ass. They'd be much more of a pain in the ass if Simo was just like a defensive menace. Him next to Michael Bridges? Fuck yes. Michael Bridges is unreal. Cam Johnson's got size length coming at the wazoo. DFS, Dorian Finney-Smith, same vibe. If Simmons could get his fucking head stuck on right, that'd be terrifying. And then I think Cam also throws in, and is Cam Thomas a legit future superstar? He says yes. I say, yeah, nah. Superstar's a bit tough. Superstar's a bit tough. But not anybody, just anybody can come out and score 40 points in three straight games in the NBA. Like, I don't care who your fucking teammates are. The problem is you have the games where it's like, all right, Cam, back to the bench. He's like, aw, but I don't want to play just 20 minutes and score only seven points. It's like, well, sometimes <laughs> that's just how the cookie crumbles, buddy. One game you're taking 29 shots, the next you're taking eight. You know? But I kind of think... Legit future superstar. I just don't think he's got the size, right? Like, he's like one of those legit dudes. It's like a 6'2", 6'3", sort of size. He can drop a 44, 47, 43 on you. He can get to the line. He can do all this fucking crazy, awesome shit. It's the game-to-game sort of scoring grind of, like, creating space, playing through contact, and having, like, the build for it. It sort of sets up superstars. So I think... If he keeps sort of just at this sort of trajectory of just getting better and better and better, there is a bit of star quality to him because the way he can get his shot off, it's so surprising sometimes. He's got like a bit of a fuck you edge. But, I mean, to me, he sort of just feels like um, he could be a better Jordan Jeremy Clarkson without the fucking meth head sort of vibe of the, oh, I'll fight you, motherfucker. It's like, all right, settle down there, Jordan Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, Derek White might be more important than the Celtics and Brogdon. Yeah, nah. Oh. I scribbled this one down the other day. Nah, he's been awesome all like at times this year though, Derek White. But Brogdon is really important. Oof, kind of love it. Cam Thomas. So back on that, like I just love this idea of like the Cam Thomas vibe because every team needs that dude, right? Every team needs that spark plug dude who comes off the bench and goes, "Watch this. Here's thirty. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh fuck." So I don't want to like underrate how important that shit is. It's just like that superstar vibe for someone that size. You sort of look at him and go, uh, do you see shades of Donnie Mitchell? Because the same sort of body type, size, that sort of thing. He's only 21. All he does is go and get buckets. There is upside, though, there. I kind of like it. Keep an eye on the old Cam Thomas, but I think Jacques Vaughn will keep him on a pretty tight leash now that he's actually got a half-decent NBA rotation. Uh, should Chicago pull a sneaky tank? Yeah, nah, yeah. They're literally two and a half wins out of having the fifth best odds in the draft. Oh, but Jimmy, they give up their pick this year to Orlando. Top four protected. If you land in the top four, you keep it. <laughs> in this draft, fuck yeah, let's go. Oh, Demar, my hip, it's a bit sore. Yep, you better sit for the rest of the year. Levine, it's like, oh, my knee's a bit, like, a bit bung. It's like, all right, we'll sit you for the rest of the year. And Vooch is like, Whoa, why is Vooch still here? <laughs> Vooch want goulash. He's like, all right, off you go, Vooch. Go with some goulash. He's like, all right, I'll see you. Um, Chicago, I just, as I've said, all the way through this year, like, what's 
What's the upside on this team? It's just nothing. Speaking of Chicago, oh, God, this one hurts my heart a little bit. Now, look at me, please. Look at me. Unpopular opinion of the day. We're going to start shitting on Michael Jordan as like the worst owner in the NBA, don't we? Like non-James Dolan division. Uh, seriously, the Hornets just... Oh, they beat the Hawks today. That team just is weird. Why do they still have Terry Rozier and Gordy Hayward? Why have they not pulled a trigger on that move? Is it because like everyone's afraid of Michael Jordan? It's like, oh, I use the GOAT. It's like, yeah, it doesn't make him a good owner. Doesn't mean he's running a fucking great business there in Charlotte. Like, Phoenix now is a new owner, so Ishbia takes over from Sava. The Wolves, they look like they might just be a bit of a mess, but they wised up to Delo's bullshit and shipped him out. Portland kind of sneaky, have like a weird fucky front office ownership sort of thing because they're kind of being run by uh, the dude's sister, and it's always just a bit fucking weird. <laughs> But in terms of other ownerships, like the Lakers are sort of sneaky weird because like, we'll let LeBron do everything. No, we don't want to do that. Oh, but we kind of do. Oh, but we kind of don't. Oh, we'll let him bring in his buddy Russell. Oh, God, what have we done? But in terms of other like ownership groups, like what else is there? Like you can't really hate on too many. Like Charlotte might be non-Knicks division the worst. That's so weird. I love Michael Jordan. Here we are. All right, Outback Takehouse. Let's do it. It's Tuesday at Outback. You know what that means? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I'll tell you what. I got a bit sad there for a second. Hit a wombat in the ute. But wombat stew is fucking delicious, so it's gone right in the pot. Off you go. Get stuck in. Only at Outback. And today's Flame Girl Take is one that I forgot to say the other day. LeBron might have the best career of any player, but could also go down as the worst teammate in NBA history. Only. At Outback. Seriously, I don't think we've seen... Uh, I mean, for everybody going, oh, but MJ punched Steve Kerr in the face. <laughs> so, yes. LeBron probably hasn't done that, but all he's done for the last 14 years, if you're his teammate, is just be on the verge of trading you, shit-talking you, telling you to fit in, not fit out, and passively, aggressively just fucking with you? Like, Anthony Davis look like, looks like a fucking shell of him. Does the Anthony Davis look like he's having fun? Russell Westbrook's like, I fucking hate it here. Just trade me. I don't even care anymore. I hate LeBron. <laughs> That's what he's thinking. Anthony Davis like... Yeah, LeBron's taking a shot. I don't even care if he's breaking the all-time record. And you think about Kyrie asking for a trade. It's like, yeah, he just had Jack of his. I don't want to be fucking a pawn for somebody else's game. One of the few things you can go, I probably kind of like uh, respect Kyrie for that move. But you think about everybody else. Like he tried to pull the power plays in Miami. They were the only ones who vaguely stood up to him. And then he fucking bounced a couple of years later. Just imagine that, though. Like Every day you're going to work and you're like, ah, the guy's not really the boss but is very clearly the boss. Might just get rid of me today because he might see something over there that catches his attention, Russell Westbrook, and uh, fucks me off. You know? That would suck. And then you have, like, the fucking two uh, celebratory sort of LeBron Yes, we get it, LeBron, that you were the all-time winner. We stopped the game. Remember, we had the ceremony. Oh, we better have the other ceremony before the next game. It's like, what is happening? Okay, cool. Just saying. It'd be a bit fucking weird. Anyway, uh, quick strand player watch right after. Let's hear from Delhi. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do it. Australian Player Watch. Quick one. Uh, ben Simmons. So I mentioned that Knicks game. Two points, three rebounds, two assists and a block. One or two shooting. 13 minutes. Sat down in the fourth. Just looked a bit shit in that Philly game on Sunday. Same vibe. Four points, three rebounds, three assists, 16 minutes and a loss. Two or three from the floor. 
He didn't look bad in that Chicago game. Only played 20 minutes in that one, though. He had that 8, 8, and 4 back on Friday. Uh, but still, just pretty fucking lackluster. You know what I'm saying? Patty Mills, seven minutes against the Sixers. Zero points, three fouls, one rebound, one turnover. Oh, of one, it was a three. That's just anti-strain bias, if you ask me. Rock'em, sock'em, block'em, jock'em, Landale. And they're crushing it for the Suns. 6.7 rebounds, an assist, and a steal against the Pacers on Saturday. And three of five from the floor. Still has yet to hit a three in February. He is currently 0-4-9. He's not hit a three since uh, basically Australia Day. So, Come on, Jock. Get out there. Get the stroke going. Uh, Dyson Daniels, the vacuum still on the shelf. Uh, Jack White for the Nugs. Actually got out there on the weekend again. He got a minute. Had a pretty good week, you know. He had that career high five last week against Minnesota. He had the one zero one zero zero one uh one minute one field goal attempt. It was a three, it missed. Zeros around the board. It's all right. Jack just learning from the best. Bones Highland. <laughs> no. Nikola Jokic. Uh Josh Green, what a fucking run he's been on. So against the Kings, the first game he went 17-4-7, shot 7-12 from the floor, 2-6 from 3, then went off for 23 in that overtime loss. He had 8-12 from the floor, 5-8 of eight from 3. He also had 5 rebounds, a steal, and an assist. He was awesome. Bit of a rough one because I mentioned his uh, shooting stats uh, today. 3-11. Should play Amber sometimes. That's a good song. Uh, 6 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, and a steal, though. Uh, just couldn't find his stroke. 0 of 5 in that Minnesota loss. Just saying, most improved. Uh, Matty T, what a debut for the Portland Trailblazers. Blow it out your ass, Doc Rivers, you Australian-hating bastard. 4 of 6 from 3 for Matty. 5 of 9 overall, 14 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, and 3 blocks and a steal. That's an uh, absolute rip-snorter of a game. He's only topped that 14-point uh, Mark once this season. He had a 15-point game earlier this year. But what an absolute legend. That happened in 26 minutes. Matty T going off like a frog in a fucking silk. Uh, Delhi hasn't played uh, in a week. Got out there in that Houston blowout for uh, the Kings. All he does is kick ass, take names, and beat the Mavs. So he would have been hanging out with Greeny, though. That's kind of nice. Uh, Jingling Joe Ingles on the weekend got out there in that win over the Clippers. He loves beating the Clippers to Jingles, the team that cut him on the plane. He had three points, six rebounds, six assists. Went one of six from the floor, one of five from downtown. Still, you'll take it. Jingles loves beating the Clippers. And, of course, Josh Giddy, Giddy up. He had 19-6-7, and seven, did the mop-top mumba against the Portland Trailblazers, that big win, 28 minutes for his 19 points. Six rebounds, seven assists. Seven and 15 from the floor. Two or three from downtown. You'll have to see that. And the 17, seven and four against the Pels today in that tough loss. Eight to 16 from the floor. Uh, Gids trying his bloody hardest, though. Love to see it. Kicking ass, taking names. Right, let's do an Andrew Gaze Graham Umber Award for Outstanding Achievement. In what? Oh, that's right. The Field of Excellence. Andrew Gaze Graham Umber. Clap it up. And we can throw it out there for Jalen Brunson because uh, he's been very, very good, as I mentioned, over the weekend. Uh, but Dame, seriously, Dame Lillard, he's averaging 34.5 points this uh, this month. That, well, actually, that was January. 35.7 in February. Jesus Christ. He's, he's basically averaging 35.2 points a game or 35.1 points a game. Since the start of 2023. Oh, yeah, it's not bad, that is it, Jesus. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, that is unreal. So, since uh, the 9th of January, he's had a 34, 30, 50, 36, 40, 44, 25, 24, 37, 60, 30, 42, 42, 29, 40, 28, 33. Point of a triple double against the Warriors last week. 38. And 40 again today. Absolute fucking chaos from Dame. There is nobody 
when they're going off, it's more fun to watch. It's Damon, it's Steph, and it's like fucking daylight after that. Absolutely awesome. All right, Paddy Mills Game Day, Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. This one's easy because he posted a great little Instagram story today with him and the missus with the New York skyline behind them. Paddy, looking great as always. The missus, um, just hell of a dress that she's got too. Jesus. But Paddy with like the weird sort of cut-off thing. It looks awesome. So Bronx and Banco is what the uh, tag is. So you got the New York skyline behind them. Looks like they're up in Midtown because you're looking downtown. Yeah, that's awesome. Looking great. Paddy, what a legend. All right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. What's all going on? Oh, I don't know. I'm getting a bit tired. It's been a long bloody day. The NFL Super Bowl was uh, fucking chaos yesterday, so my uh, voice is a bit cooked. It should be, right? And uh, I'm just a bit cooked. So we've got the All-Star break coming out this week. So we'll do a show on Friday after those games and set you up for the All-Star game. And uh, then I'll do a show from down in Lawn, I reckon. Uh, we went 18-33 to 33 over the games of the weekend. Had a bit of a rough one, I think. It was like 4 of 9 against the... No, 4 of 11 against the spread on Friday. That checks out. Let's have a check. Yeah, I think it was a Friday or Saturday. And, uh, but, you know, pulled off the head-to-head, so that was all good. Um, that leaves us for the season. 533 correct picks of 842. Sweet. All right, tomorrow we've got Boston-Milwaukee. Love this game. Without Brown, Boston might be without Tatum as well. The Bucks are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. They might be missing Tatum, I think, with an illness. So a shorthanded Celtics team, you kind of got to go Milwaukee. They're nine-and-a-half. It's a lot, but they are at home. This is one of those ones where you're like, yeah, a bit of a statement. Win by, you know, 15. Give me the Bucks. Um, I think there's a big Giannis game here, 35-plus, 15-plus. Uh, Orlando. They go to Toronto. Orlando on a back-to-back. Uh, they get a big win over Chicago. They then go to Toronto. Orlando are great at covering on the road, but going to Toronto, it's a bit of a tough ask. But Toronto, look, they've looked a bit scratchy. That Detroit game was weird. I'll take Orlando plus 6.5. Orlando plus 6.5 just because they are very good at covering on the road. Toronto, a little bit scratchy, so give me the magic, man. Sacramento go to Phoenix. I'm going the over in this game as well as a plus 3.5 for Sacramento. I just like the Kings. Phoenix just don't have the uh, wing defenders at the moment, having traded Bridges and Cam Johnson, and they don't have Kevin Durant yet because he's injured, remember? And the Kings, looking pretty bloody good. Give me the Kings plus three and a half. Fuck it. Clips, eight and a half point favorites against the Warriors on a back-to-back. I'll take the Clippers minus eight and a half. And Portland versus Washington. Portland hosting the Wiz, both teams on a back-to-back. you got to go the uh, Blazers minus three and a half, I think, in that spot. Washington, road back-to-back. Just a bit of a tough one after a tough loss to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Thursday, we've got a big slate. We've got Spurs at Hornets. I'll take Charlotte to get a win despite themselves. Spurs just keep the tank rolling. Bulls at Pacers. This is the one where the Bulls bounce back and get a big win on the road in Indy. Sixers, they host the Cavs. That is an awesome game. I think the Sixers can win that. Cleveland look good, but I think the Sixers have... I don't know, and Embiid up against Allen Mobley. It's like one of those ones where Tobias Harris is either sneakily shit or gets you, what do you need? 19 points? Here's 21, boss. You're like, oh, thanks, Tobias. Uh, I like the Sixers, though. But I'm fascinated by that matchup just to see how those backcourts sort of face off. You know, you've got Harden, Maxi, Melton. Whew. Up against Donnie Mitchell, Darius Rucker, Judy Garland. Should be fun. Uh, Knicks at Hawks. I like the Knicks. Trey Young loves beating the Hawks. Uh, the Knicks, though. Trey Young also is a bit weird. Uh, Pistons at Celtics. Celtics on a back-to-back. It's a bit of a sneaky one. I take the Pistons to cover, but I think I'll still take the Celtics to win. Nets hosting the Heat. There's a nice sneaky win for the Nets as well. I think. I think all those perimeter defenders up against the Heat. Bam might have his uh, run of the game, but the Nets get the win. Grizzlies host the Yaz. I like the Grizzlies there. Too many weapons. The tanks in for the Jazz. Thunder host the Rockets. I'll take the Thunders in that one. Nuggets host the Mavs. They've got no counter for Joker. Give me the Nugs. Lakers host the Pelicans. Awesome, fantastic, weird matchup before the uh, All-Star break. Does LeBron come back for this, or is he just resting up? I reckon he's resting up. But Anthony Davis against his old team. Off he goes. And then Friday, before we finish off for the All-Star game, we've got Bucks, Bulls. I'm going to go the Bucks. They probably give Giannis a bit of a rest here too, though. 
This is the problem. Like, oh, it's the All-Star break. Not if you're playing in the All-Star game. <laughs> Enjoy your holiday by coming to Utah. Rad. S-L-U-T. Yeah. Uh, Wiz, I like the Bucks there. So Wiz, then go to the Wolves. I'll take the Wolves. Clippers at the Suns. That'll be fun as well. I'll take the Clippers. Again, too much perimeter talent if Kawhi and Paul George are both playing. And then we've got the All-Star break. So I'll do a show Friday and we'll uh, cover that all off. Set you up. Have all the All-Star gear. Make some picks, predictions for that. Wrap up all those games. And send you off in style. That's what we do. It's NBA Australia. And that's it for today. We'll finish off with a deli review after all this. But yeah, uh, thanks to everybody who came along to the NFL Australia Super Bowl party. We had a fucking great time. So many beers. So many fucking just memorable moments. The under hitting with the national anthem. Uh, but all the good stuff. Anyway, we'll be back on Friday. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face IG. We'll have an NFL Australia Super Bowl wrap out at some point this week. Not sure when uh, Gaz will recover from his Eagles losing. But when he does, we'll jump on the blower and do the show. Uh, get around NBAstraight.com slash shop and get your merch. Check us a rating review and a podcast app. Star it, review it. As I've mentioned, we've changed the back end for all this shit. So um, if you want to chuck us a star and review if you can, that'd be really handy. Uh, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats They Rule. Also, Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show. They're awesome. Smash from Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Face, the Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports strong bands. So should you. And we'll close out with a really quick daily review of the uh, Super Bowl. And we will catch you on Friday, you dickheads. It's NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would ya? And love your guts. Late Hosen. Oh, yo, yo, here the fuck, eh? It's your mate Deli over here just swinging ball from my latest pop culture review and shit, eh? Because I can't know about you, but, like, my kings are doing some pretty good shit. We're winning games and stuff. Like, we played that fucking lunatic Kairou the other day. Oh, he's a fucking mad dog, isn't he? He's like, oh, hey, Deli, what's going on, man? I'm like, what's going on, Kai? You all right, man? He's like, yeah, man, remember when we won that title together? I'm like, yeah, and then you fucked off, didn't you, dickhead? Yeah. Remember her? I fucking filled in for you and put myself in the hospital? you don't fucking play hard enough. Just saying. Just saying. He's like, oh, good to see you, Matthew. And I'm like, fuck off, Kai. Anyway, <laughs> good times, great memories. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know, like a bit of a pretty chill week. We hung out at home a bit. And then we had the fucking Super Bowl. So boys and I just chucked the big party, smashed some tins, had a good fucking time. We didn't have a game that day. It was fucking sick. So yeah, just got around. I'm like, who? Oh, we've got the Aussies on Philly. I'll go Philly. They fucking lost. That was some bullshit. But how good was it? Rihanna was awesome. She's like, fucking, look at me, I'm going to sing some songs. I'm like, fuck, man, this is like going down and seeing a fucking cover band at the Park Hotel in Maribyrnong doesn't quite cover this. This is sick. I mean, just as many platforms, but, you know, not as good singing. Just out there in the fucking kit, looking good in the red. How good is Chris Stapleton in the start? He was fucking good as too. But Patrick Mahomes, that man is just fucking awesome. So it just reminds me a lot of me. Uh, scrappy, do anything to get over the hump, that sort of shit. So, yeah, I'll uh, give the Super Bowl like a good, I don't know, 22 out of 10 Delhi ones because it was fucking fun as. Always a good day. The boys loved it. Smashing tins. Had a good fucking time. Had a sing-along to a bit of the uh, umbrella, rella, 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 rella. And away we went. It was fucking sick. So, yeah, feeling a bit today, though. All right, that's it for this week. Uh, love the Super Bowl. Go check it out. I hope you, you watched it. And uh, that's it for this week. I'll swing back by for a pop culture review, probably for the All-Star break, maybe next week. You know, I'll have a bit of time off. Who knows what I'll fucking watch. Be sick as. All right, till then, later fuckos. Deli out. Oh.